Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Gary Kay from Rave, and uh, I'm excited to be joined with Paul Harris. Paul and I have done a bunch of video casts together over the last 10 years. You probably know him as the founder of Aurora Multimedia. Paul, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Infocom is always a great show for you because um, it, it. my impression is that integrators see you as this company that makes this, this, or this. And at a show like Infocom, they get to see, oh, wait, they make all this other stuff, too. So I think that a show like Infocom gives you a lot of exposure. In fact, we shot nine videos in your booth. I mean, you make a little bit of everything. Hey, you, you, I took advantage of your uh, of your video thing there. So <laughs> I, I got to give kudos to your purse. I, I wish I remembered her name, but she she seems to follow us uh, to every trade show. With Probably her Abby. Probably Abby yeah. shot your booth. Oh, yeah. she's awesome. She's very patient. She's good. She shows up at all of them on time. She's she's been awesome. So call out to good. her. Thank you very much. Good. We'll let her know. And uh, so. You know, obviously you're showing a bunch of different products there. I mean, you, you've always been a leader in HD base T you've always been a leader in AV over IP. You're the only, one of the only companies that has all flavors of AV over IP, everything from SDVOE and the high end, by the way, speaking of which I'm, I'm going to put a link in the video in the, in the description of this video cast so that you can see the nine videos we shot because you've got some uh, pretty cool new products out there that, that people should see, but I'm curious with the with the um, traction going on with IPMX, which which product is that, Paul? Which one is That's that? One you actually helped me a little bit with, by the way. Which one uh, is that? Which is the IPX UC1 Ultra, with the okay. one that could be used in colleges and any yeah. presentation. Is that the one with the digital canvassing built uh, into it? it? We we just simply say it does everything. I'm not going to go over it right now. Watch the video on it, but it, it it'll exhaust me right now. But All right, it's yeah. a communication product that does everything. Well, speaking of AV over IP, I'm, I'm curious uh, where you see the future of this, considering the sort of like the the traction that IPMX has gained. And, uh, you know, I've even wondered if we might see IPMX even inside of SDVOE or inside of some of the other ecosystems out there. What is your feeling on it? Uh, I feel that they're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I just feel it's not ready yet. Uh, I don't think anybody's really ready yet, to be honest. Uh, I know the people that I partner with out there don't like to hear that. But if you actually break up, but you know me, I'll get right to the real, reality yeah. of things and I'll keep pitching for what I want. Whether or not it's right or wrong, I like to think I'm right. And plus things change because of COVID. Personally, yeah. I think the ultimate AV over IP system, which is kind of what the Ultra does, is something that can handle one gig and beyond and be scalable for the high-end local but able to simultaneously do an H.264, H.265 at the same time in both directions. Uh, and that applies for the high bandwidth one also. Everybody's got a little piece of it, but no one's got the whole thing. And right. then you also have to look at the global supply chain also about what's real to accomplish right now and what's not. So let, let's take IPMX, for example. They are focused on the one gig and beyond. Okay, great. That's a, a, an advantage over SDVOE because SDVOE is focused on 10 gig. Love the platform. Uh, they were the innovators of 10 gig and showing that you could do a high quality image uh, with all the bells and whistles, which we use a lot. I've been doing it for six years. But the problem is with SDVOE, they don't handle the one gig, but they have the ASIC, which means low power. I can make wall plates. The cost 
goes down, no fans, very nice solution. IPMX, no one's taped out an ASIC. It's all FPGAs. Well, guess what? Why do you think some companies are having problems delivering right now? FPGAs are the hardest thing on the market to get right now. So you can have this great IPMX solution, but if you can't get the part, what good is it right now? And if it draws too much power, you can't make a wall plate or certain ecosystems out of it. So the cost is still high. You can't do wall plates. It has no low bandwidth to deal with. So they're getting there. They're not there. And then I can go on and on. I could do the same thing and, and tear apart NDI. I could tear apart Dante. I could tear yeah, Dante. Same thing's happened with Dante. I mean, obviously they, they can't, if you're in the world of Dante, you're going to have to pick and choose your vendors because yeah. you're not going to be able to get much Dante stuff through the end of the year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, they so, made, um, everybody made great strides. So I'm not trying to tear any one person down. The problem is time eventually bridges it all together. And right now between supply chains and everything, I can't get to what I believe is what the industry truly needs. So right now what I tell people is, look, we offer all the different variations. I tell people buy what's right for the application because by the time the industry does figure it out, which is going to be at least five years or more, you're, you're going to, you're going to be trading out equipment anyway. And then I'm sure somebody's going to convince the industry, oh, you got to have 8K. If you don't have 8K, you're outdated. And the reality of it is people barely even need 4K 30, yet, let alone they're all going, oh, I got to have 4K 60. Like, like you do this full motion craziness in a conference room. So it, the application really dictates things. Yeah, and the, and the truth of the matter is most people are coming into a room, presenting a laptop, doing a Zoom call, doing a Teams call, and then leaving. And most of that stuff, 720 or lower. But oh, yeah. the fact of the matter is you do have, you know, I think your philosophy is, you know, stick with the highest bandwidth you can get inside of a room, which right now is HD base T probably, um, or 10 gig AV over IP or even HDMI switching and distribution. And then outside of the room, go one gig if you need to. Um, I'm curious. So I want to actually, uh, I want to encourage people to see the video on the IPX product should have been called IGK because that's my initials, but it's an IPX, <laughs> uh, ultra series unified communications processor, which is a UC one. Um, so what are we going to do? By the way, I'm going to use this AV over IP time to, uh, clear the air on something. I, I know there's a okay. company out there. I won't mention names, uh, who's now talking about esports and doing 120 Hertz and 240 Hertz. Mm -hmm. Um, not a good thing to use one gig. They had that in their booth at Infocom. Uh, yes, they did. And it's their new thing to convince people. It's The reality of it is if you're a serious gamer, you need variable refresh rates, which AV over IP in general does not do well. Uh, that applies to all the AV over IP. Uh, and don't get that confused with variable bit rate, which is in the marketing. It's variable frame rate. And also you got latency. Even at 240 hertz, which we can do also, uh, you're looking at four milliseconds and four milliseconds is forever in gaming, not to mention the latency that might occur on the USB itself too. Ideally, if you're the player, you need to use the HDMI with the USB connected directly to the console box for the true proper experience. And then for the viewers, does it really matter if it's 120 or 240? It's irrelevant. At that time, they're a viewer. 60 Hertz is more than adequate, but yeah, SDVOE, for example, that could that could do the high refresh rates, can't do the variables, uh, frame rates, just to be clear, uh, but it'll do it in 100 microsecond latency. Actually, at 1080, it's, it's 22 microseconds. So 22 microseconds, 4 milliseconds, not good for gaming when you're doing 1 gig. And that applies to my own 1 gig. I don't preach esports unless it's for viewing on the 1 gig. Uh, 10 gig would be a better stab at it. So just throwing that out there to give people 
with the reality of things and also test it for yourself. That's the other thing I tell people. Don't, don't, don't get full into the marketing traps. Yeah. And in, in the case of esports, it's really three different systems, right? You have the system that the players are watching. You have the systems, if you're doing an esports tournament, that the live audience is watching. And then you have the system that people at home are watching, which, by the way, is H.264 at best. Yes. Uh, so it's even lower, uh, more compression, lower bandwidth. Exactly. And it's delayed, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And by the way, a lot of people don't know this, Paul. I know you know this, but in an esports venue, the audience is watching a, a feed that's delayed as well. It's yeah. intentionally delayed. But most of the gaming tournaments, they delay it because – the they ultimately um uh, you know ultimately they don't want anybody in the audience giving any player an advantage so they don't they give the audience a slightly delayed uh, experience and when i've been to a tournament it's kind of unusual because the players stop playing and they're not allowed to celebrate because they have to wait for the delay to catch up for the audience so they they celebrate five six seconds later uh, and i know it sounds crazy but you know someone who's in the audience you know could be giving them a signal and, and oh, it matters yeah. so there's no, a, it, it makes sense. You brought that up too. Yeah. So it's yeah, good point. Uh, the point is sometimes when you're just the person, it sounds all cool, but the reality of it is if you really know the industry, which obviously you do too, uh, it's not quite that simple. It, it doesn't just lay itself out that way. And yeah. it really isn't the right way to do it. And to be honest, just about any one gig system running at 60 Hertz for the audience is more than adequate. You don't need to go nuts. You don't need to specialize anything. Uh, it's over the top not necessary but what i will say that i do want to transition to which was really successful this year is our reacts control system yeah how is that going oh my god that's, that's going to remember for those of you who don't remember paul uh, three years ago launched um basically an open standard protocol for control of av systems um under the reacts brand and and you you even set up like a an association that people could join and 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 actually have access to the code yeah, that, that's unfortunately been delayed because of COVID. Uh, COVID hit literally as we were about to launch it. So, um, you know, it's hard to put together a lot of manufacturers uh, and, and other people to make uh, contributors, adopters. But, but you so have on. your own control system. Excuse me? But you have your own control system. Correct, which is the REAX, R-E-A-X. And it's based on, it runs on, uh, the, the, the essence itself runs on Linux, Android, or Windows because it's based on Node.js and HTML5. So it's, it's, it's all drag and drop tools, but if you know the code itself, you can do amazing things. And uh, one of the things I, I was showing people was just how amazing it is. And they looked, all these existing programmers who are in, I'm at this house, I'm at that house. They're looking, I'm like, oh my God, where have you guys been? This is amazing uh, what it can actually do. And remember my uh, temperature tablets? I was telling people, you see what the temperature tablets do? That was done in yeah. Reacts. So we even had a great example of the complexities of things we can do with the thing. Uh, on it. Plus, I got to show some new products. Dude, you got to check this out. This is too adorable, man. Look at that. Oh, a neat little small control. A four-inch touch panel. But this, is, cool. a, this is a Dante AES67 beamforming microphone, too. Oh, very cool. So that was new. I, I got to show off my new toys. My eight-inch. Is that an eight-inch, ten-inch? What is that? It's an eight-inch panel, and okay. it's a full control engine. This will automate yeah. the entire room with all the control ports. And of course, my little four inch that I showed at last Infocom that's finally shipping. And this, yeah, thing, the control system is built into that. Oh, yeah. Those are all little dual core Linux engines that serve up web pages. Um, and we're shipping. That's the keyword. By the way, everybody, we're shipping <laughs> product. That's why a lot of people are coming. Who would have thought when we got in this industry way back when that, that shipping would have been a marketing thing? 
I, you know, let me tell you, it's the best marketing I did because if you looked at the show guide wrapper in the daily, that's all we did with our AV over IP is we put 4K60, uh, 444 AV over IP shipping. I, yeah. I didn't have to come up with a cute line or anything. Normally, I come up with something clever. Yeah. No, it wasn't clever, just shipping. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's, that was, uh, it's been a big okay, problem. Gary, you're out of business IP. now. You don't have to do any clever marketing anymore. Just shipping. The whole industry figured it out. You're, you're over now. No, no, yeah. more, no more business for you. It used to be made in America. Now it's shipping. Yeah, now they don't care now. They're like, oh, you got product? Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll um, take it. But, but let me show you all the great features. No, no, no. You got product. I'll take it. But it yeah. doesn't even work. No, no, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I just need something to ship so I can keep my doors open. <laughs> is it a box? Wait, there's, there's nothing in it. Okay, I'll take it. All right. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go out of this video cast showing you the video we shot at Infocom on the IPX-UC1, which is the product that Paul talked about. Um this is a great product for classrooms, but can be used in other rooms as well. You'll see, sure. uh, you'll want it. Check out Aurora Multimedia um, at auroramm.com. Is that right? Did I get that right? That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. right. Aurora, of course, click the link below and you can see all the videos we shot at Infocom, all nine of them with uh, Paul being the narrator. So you get a lot of Paul. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks. Hi, I'm Paul Harris with Aurora Multimedia, coming from Infocom 2022. I'm here to present the IPX UC1 Ultra. This is the product that does everything, and let me tell you, it does everything. So it will be a mouthful, and I apologize, this video will break the two-minute limit. So, uh, this is a unified communication processor. So think of this as, at its core, a 7x4 scalar matrix with four independent scalers in it. But, it has, on the back of it, a four input card slot which can do four HDMI. We also have a card that can do USB-C where you can backfeed the power up to 100 watts to a laptop as well as DisplayPort, HDMI and 12G SDI or dual HDMI instead of the 12G SDI. Two HDMI outputs, line in and out with 232 and IR controls, 10 gig and 1 gig SFP, 10 gig copper, 1 gig copper, USB port expander and USB-C power in addition to PoE++ power if you needed it. And you're going to find out why this thing needs PoE++ in a second. So I originally started off saying it's a 7x4 matrix and I've only shown you 4x2. So where is this all hidden? Inside of it, it's got a Nook Element PC built into the product. So the PC has dual channels that feed back into the internal switch. One of the other outputs internally feed into an internal capture that takes the HDMI to USB 3.1 back into that PC, which could be up to an 11th gen i5 processor with a one terabyte SSD. So this thing's got a full-blown computer built into it, integrated into its hardware. But there's also an SDVUE 10 gig engine built into here, which will do a simultaneous transmit and receive AV over IP of any of the sources that come in and out of this. So that makes this product expandable over the whole network between our 10 gig products that whether it's a remote box to go to a display or a wall plate that you might want to also feed into this. So we're not done yet. This thing can also do video wall modes, one degree image rotation for special effects, chroma king, contrast edge blending for side by side projectors. It also has the ability to do quad windowing, and you can do the windowing per independent output channel inside the product. Seamless switching. It also has a Dante option for it as well. Uh, it also has a vector scope, a waveform analyzer, a histogram. Still going. 
test pattern generation also. There will eventually be an optional NDI for it as well. And with the Wi-Fi in the unit, we will be eventually introducing bring your own device for the wireless devices to come into there, similar to our TeamStream product. So that's also going to be another thing that's going to become available for this. So this is truly the ultimate UC product on the market that could do just about anything you needed to do in a conference room. So you want to see more information about it? AuroraMM.com. I'm going to go take a breather right now because it was so much to say. Thank you.